From Magpie 24 7. It's time for the NE1 for Bacon Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Thompson and Paul Rudder. By fans, for fans. How's the bacon, did you say? What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle for the NE1 for Bacon Podcast. And to be honest, I think it will be one of the final anyone for baiting podcasts because i think soon we're going to have to change have to change the name in fact if it was up to me would have changed the name several weeks ago because steve bruce would have been out of a job and we've been He's saying, yeah we've been saying this for a long time paul a couple of uh, since maybe early november we've like officially said we're kind of in the bruce out brigade since 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 the second day <laughs> That he was in work. <laughs> the second day he took off after Rafa. I fucking hell, man, Bruce out, Bruce out, and I'm laughing now, mate. But I tell you something, I wasn't laughing yesterday. I haven't been laughing much today. I laugh at what you're saying about the name of the podcast. But in all seriousness, if you've got a new name for a podcast, uh, why not put it down below? Why not make a suggestion? Yes, because not. you know, <laughs> all suggestions are, are, are you know. Gratefully received and more than uh, more than welcome because it's it's saying that through gritted teeth and uh, you know where before it was a bit of a piss take and stuff like that and yeah the events of the last twenty four hours ish are certainly nothing of a of a, no, of a piss take. Definitely, no. definitely a case of gloves are off uh, this this episode would not. We're not happy at all, and usually nope. we'll, we'll read out the we'll read out like the way we feel and everything. But honestly, I came I, I, like, I, I was walk, I, I went I, after me walking that me run last night. Whew, messaging you, Paul, and uh, being so so angry and stuff. You you had to go out for in the back garden and stuff, just having to cool down. Just, and it was, just it, raging. Um, just, we're not the only ones, mate. No, it's no, happening. no. Happening all over. I mean, like you say, listen to the lads, uh, Gallagher Shots, uh, Magpie Channel, um, and yeah, lots of people physically having to restrain themselves, go out, do something else, be distracted. I had to tell the missus to go and hide the keys because I'm about 20, 25 minutes away from Bramall Lane. And the temptation, regardless of COVID this or lockdown that or anything else, I said to the missus during that game, I says, hide them keys. I says, and no matter how much I plead, do not tell me where they are until tomorrow, until that absolute fraud, piece of shit, plastic Geordie is out of the county. Because yeah. I could have drove down there and drop kicked his head clean off his shoulders. I was that raging, but I had to stand in the back garden. And I'm glad we've left it 24 hours to cool down. Uh, yeah. The emotions and everything else are still there. I'm still as upset. I'm still as annoyed. But the anger level, I, I could have literally... Hit, hit the self-destruct button last night. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. many, 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 many others were, were all like that. We're just, we're fed up. We're ground into the ground. We're ground into the dirt. Yeah. And as a fan base, we can't take any bloody more. Brute no. out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not a reaction from one game, mate. It's a reaction of no. many. And the national media actually starting to look up and realise maybe that maybe the Geordies were right. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like it's one thing after another, and it's culminated it us losing the Sheffield United yesterday. And you know what it is, mate. Like, no, everybody seen it coming. Everybody, because the months leading up to it, when we're playing the hard games in December, and that people already written them off as kind of losses if we pick up a point here and there. Fair enough, but like. 
everybody expected Sheffield United to be well. Their first win will be yep. against us. Oh, it's coming! It's coming! It, it, it was it tongue in cheek. Even the fucking bookies, sorry yeah, even, the, even the bookies thought we we're, were going to get turned over. And lo and behold, it happens. It's it's a little bit different at the Derby County defeat because, yeah, Derby County. It was it was a bit more of a shock back then because Newcastle were. 2007-2008 team, so it, was, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a tragically bad side, so it was a bit more of shock than anything else. But it, it like honestly, mate, it was so expected, and like the formation, man, I, he built it wasn't up. such a bitter pill, mate. At yeah. the end of the day, it wasn't such of a bitter pill back then. At this moment, we've had eighteen months now of, of putting up with this yeah. absolute pure oxygen faith. We've said from day one we didn't want them. We've consistently said it all, all the way through, and he sat there behind and behind a, a, a range of excuses that Alan Pardew would be pleased of. Uh, and then he said, It's difficult fixtures, it's COVID, it's this, it's that, it's the other. My dog at the homework. And last night, it was just literally the straw that broke the camel's back. Everybody saw that coming from a, from a black and white uh, you know, perspective. And uh, Absolutely foul. It, it it is worse. I mean, statistically, they are they are the now the joint worst, but they were by far the worst team. They've not won for months and months and months and months. Games. Yeah, and we made them look like Barcelona, Atletico Madrid in the pomp, Real Madrid back in the Galacticos. You name it, we made them look like it. But we did. Um, we did. We, we did make. We made. It's just that we make every team look. And we make them look world class every single week. And like I look at that starting team, Paul man, and like we're playing bottom of the league, as we've said, worst team over 15 games in Premier League history. All the teams that you look at that you think were shit over Premier League history, this Sheffield United team was statistically worse than a lot of them over 15 games. And we play five at the back. It's not a wing back system like Sky Sports had, you believe. It was a flipping five at the back. With three, no, two holding midfielders in Hayden and uh, in Hendrick playing it, playing yep. his holding who, midfield. Who could have held hands? Who could have held hands with those five? May I just add, at that point, they were so yep. close to them they could have held hands. Paul Dummett on one side, who let's face it, it, it would take him what forty-five minutes just to get up the pitch. He's that slow, and is is that laboured in his movement? He's not, not a wing back in a month of Sundays. He can't move. He makes. He may, honestly, he made he looks he makes Andy Carroll look like uh, Usain Bolt in comparison. Paul Dummett, model professional, again lovely lad. I've got nothing against the player, and he's being bruised, and he's having to play uh, again after only playing what 120 minutes was it against Arsenal a couple of days ago after yeah. being out for, for how long? For how many injuries has, has, has this lad uh, had? And you ask him for that trouble, but yeah, five at the back. Two holding midfield players who, who could literally have held hands. And I tell you something, if Jamal Lascelles could have played, they'd probably have dropped Callum Wilson and put another centre back playing. Probably. And that's against that is against the, the statistically worst team ever. And a team who can't score, who can't defend, who can't win, who can't pass, who can't do who've done nothing. And I've got Sheffield United support and mates who are absolutely ribbing me. Can we play here every week? Um <laughs> You know, and it, it's just literally taking the piss. Billy Sharp, oh, let's face it. Oh, if he's a Premier League fucking footballer, I'm a ballerina. Yes, he scored last night and stuff like that, but he's a pub player. He's a pub team player, mate. 
it's a fucking joke. We'll, we'll, go joke. we'll go on to that tackle later yeah. on. But, um, like Bruce in his press conference leading up to this match was like, ooh, the the, the typical um, Bruce bingo. Oh, they're a really tough side and we need to, we need to, best to beat them. And he plays five at the back with two holding midfielders. Like, honestly, if you like listening to this, if you were a footballer in that dressing room, how would you feel to be put down every week? Your, your ability is constantly questioned and constantly yeah. inferior to the opposition we're playing You've against your worst. every single week. Yeah. Yeah, every it, single week we are worse than the opposition. Doesn't matter if it's Newport, doesn't matter if it's Morecambe, doesn't matter if it's Sheffield United, doesn't matter if Manchester City. We are the inferior side because they are a very tough side. And to play five at the back with two holding midfielders. Yeah, again, what did I tell the players? It's just what did they tell them? It's the defeatist mentality, mate. And then he goes into the dressing room with the game plan of, oh, we're going to hit them on the break, lads. If we'll get a goal, we'll get a goal. But we're playing for a nil-nil draw. And he kind of tell me there was a plan there to win the game, Paul, because it just nah. from the get-go. Sheffield United were hungry. They, they weren't great. They weren't, like a lot of people say, they played really well. I don't think they did. They just pressured were. They were hungry and they wanted it. They wanted it more. That is exactly it, mate. They wanted it more. Every ball, whereas our players are just walking around like zombies. And then in my video that I did last night, I I, I like kind of named just Sean Longstaff. I don't want to just name Sean because the whole team, it's just zombies, mate. They're just kind of kind of limping around. The amount of times there's a 50 but mate, why, Sean in? why the fuck Sean in? I, I, I'm I'm sorry, and, and you know I've got. A huge amount of, of, of respect and time for Sean Longstaff. But what the fuck is he doing in there when Matty, who's not put a foot wrong, really, when he's been given no, limited opportunities? Matty gets thrown in against Manchester City. Matty gets thrown in against your Liverpools. Then when it comes to a game, you're thinking, give him the experience, let him fill in boots, let him dominate a midfield, let him do something, let him form a partnership with Hayden. He drops the cunt, puts Sean Longstaff in, who, let's face it, hasn't had a good game for what now? A year, a year and a half. He's had the odd little glimpses here. Uh, what, 20, 25 minutes against Bournemouth? Little bits. But he hasn't had a, a, a 90 minute performance for ages. Yet you'll throw him in. You'll throw Hendrick in, who can't pass, who looks like he's got concrete boots. And you'll stick them within holding hands distance of your centre backs. So Not last so night we played, we played seven at the back. And is it any fucking wonder how we can't get shots and stuff on goal? when you're leaving three lads up front to take on the entirety of the Sheffield United uh, machine, if you want to call it that. I it's pathetic. I, it's I, dumb. No, no, I disagree. I, I really do disagree because it wasn't seven at the back, it was nine. <laughs> Callum well, Wilson yeah. was all, all on his own, mate, because hmm? ba basically the, re the remit for this game was Sheffield United were pressing more high, we were kicking the ball to Callum Wilson, didn't have anyone for 20 yards around him. There was times he held up the ball, there was times he didn't, but when he did hold up the ball, he was bringing one or two people into play, mate, and the rest were so deep they couldn't get back up the field again because yeah. the conditioning of the players, mate, is shambolic. I don't know what they're doing training. I really this, don't this system, this system relies on wing backs, right? And like I've just said, Paul Dummett is slower than Andy fucking Carroll. And he is as quick as a fucking telegraph pole. It's not going to work in a month for Sundays. And it's not going to work when they're so penned back. And I, I saw a picture last night on Twitter as I was watching the game. And it said total football and it showed you Newcastle. And literally all of our players, barring the aforementioned uh, uh, Callum Wilson, we're inside our eight in yard box, and they're literally 
you could see. And, and the Sheffield United uh, players were still finding acres of fucking space. We played supposedly. It's not. It's not to me. But we play defensive football. You can't fucking defend. What sort of logic is this? And how come Bruce can go into this game thinking that? And we and the, and look at like what was it? Seventeen, eighteen shots on target they had, and we're playing defensive. Are you taking the piss? I I I, I don't even think it's defensive football. It's just shit. I just think it's unstructured football. Football. Oh, shite, out, shite football, football. Out of plan. Just. Go out there, lads, and do what you need to do. That like no effort, no pride, no nothing. And this is meant to be one, right of our, one of our own. And he's like the minimal effort to it's just the not even the bare minimum, not even that. And we're eight without a win now, Paul. We've been knocked out with two cups in a month, and we haven't scored an open play in eight games. Um, I know there's a couple of people saying Andy Carroll's was in open play. It was a free kick. So no goals in open play in eight eight games, Paul. We'll spend eighty. I'm I'm starting to get a bit um riled up at this point because we'll spend eighty million on flipping attacking players since Bruce came into the job. And if you have a market value for Ryan Fraser as well, you're looking at hundred, maybe hundred and ten million pound between all the players he's brought in from an attacking perspective. And yet we can't score goals. We don't look like scoring goals. No. The closest Newcastle came last night to scoring a, to scoring one goal was. Their right back or left back boggle, chesting it near to the own goal. Ninety six minutes gone against a team that haven't kept a clean sheet since Derby County in the second round of the League Cup and their bottom of the bastard Championship. Paul, yeah, like, it's but these these lads concede goals every week. Sometimes two, sometimes three, sometimes more, and we couldn't even threaten them. They had to they had to be a threat to themselves. And do you know what it is? It, a part of us was a bit happy that that didn't go in because Bruce would have got off the hook with a point playing yeah, like and it would have, it would have been, again, Bruce fucking, look, at the end of the day, mate, the attacking options that we had down on that bench last night, right? I'll, in, I'll include Andy uh, Andy Carroll in, in on it, but certainly the likes of Miggy and players like that. The attacking uh, threat that we had on that bench yesterday was better than the quality that Sheffield United have got week in, week out for their first team. And yet, they look like champagne and we look like fucking piss in a plastic cup in comparison. There was not one player... I'd, I'd, I'd take Dalo out of it. I'm going to take Dalo and park him to one side, right? But there wasn't one player really last night who you could say, um, put pride in the shirt. I'd have literally stripped the shirt of every single one of the bastards and I'd have made them all, every one of them, walk on. Well, probably with the exception of Carl Darlow. It was a shameful, pathetic, sham performance. No tactics, no professional pride. And just people just plodding through and just going through the motions uh, and not giving a shit. And I tell you something, it just reminded me of situations like what we've had re um, over previous years. Do you remember Joey Barton getting sent off a a against Liverpool? Do you remember Mike Williamson doing one on Vardy? Was it yeah. Vardy? He twatted yeah. the one at the side of the fucking pitch. You know exactly what I mean. He, he, he did a job. And it's just like, Players getting up afterwards and just saying, I can't be fucking arsed. And that is the look that every one of them had on the face so that when the red card eventually come, it was no shock because just like uh, before and just like we had a player sent, it was down Southampton as well, I think the other one. Yeah. Um, just like on those situations that have gone previously, mate, when you've looked at the player and the thought, fuck it, I've had enough. I either don't care or I'm going to move on 
or I've had enough, or this manager's an absolute prick and his coaches are also fucking a bunch of pricks at uh, Steve Castle. It just went there. It, I didn't see amongst uh, the coaches, Steve Bruce, other players, any passion, any desire to turn it's it around. And, and we're supposed to be led by a Geordie, mate. Where's the fucking passion? Where's the commitment? Where's the blood? Where's the piss? Paul Dummett, local lad. We've got local lads in that team who should know about it. Sean, looks like he'd rather be anywhere else but starting a game for us. And then he's starting... I was watching him. He was in midfield one second. Then he was on the fucking right wing, mate. And I'm sitting there thinking, I can't understand what you're doing. You're playing him in every position, barring the one he wants. And then then he comes out after the game and says, well, Sean and Ryan Fraser were playing as false tens. No, they weren't. Newsflash for you, you daft false bastard. Ten. They were playing as false number fives or sixes. Not fucking bastard false tens, false nines. Oh, Give your fucking head a shake, man. They were playing as false fives and sixes, man. He, Paul, he didn't say that, surely. He man. did. No. I'm telling you, 100%. There's a quote, a quote on our page. He says that uh, Ryan Fraser and Sean Longstaff were playing as false tens. I am telling you that they were within holding hands distance of our centre-backs time and time and time again. The only false position that they were playing, mate, was bastard centre-back. Five or six. Not bastard ten. Not bastard any other position. Unbelievable. I, I mean, if, if I hadn't have just bought a brand new 65-inch TV, not through the proceeds of the channel, mate, but just if I'll add to that, uh, <laughs> from Hardcraft, if I hadn't have just bought a brand new TV, right... I'd have picked the twatting TV up and launched the fucker in the back garden. Because honestly, honestly, mate, he was boiling my piss. Fucking false tens. It's not even a position. That's not I even a recognised thing. Back, mate, or right wing back. Or, uh, like they were either centre defensive midfield or right wing back. They weren't a false ten. False ten. 100% square, mate. 100% square. In fact, a false ten is like just behind, like, literally behind the striker, just off him. Yeah, come on, man. It's it's just it's just ridiculous. Fag packet stuff, mate. It's fag packet. He, he's got he's got to go, mate. Like it's it's so it's desperation territory that we need to get rid of this bloke because it's a, like like many podcasts at the minute, mate. We're not talking much about the games. We're just talking about the no. frustration that we've got with this flipping shithead as a manager and um and his coaches and his coaches, mate. Yeah. He'll get off again. But, Totally, totally scot-free, but Steve Clements, all the other fucking Steves, you can take the lot of the fucking Steves for me and stick them in the River Tyne, fucking headfirst, uh, concrete boots, do whatever you want. They need to be got rid of. The thing is, we've tried to be nice, we tried to be nice about it, we've tried to stomach it, we've tried to think, well, it's not Rafa, but who else is going to come in? You worry about Tony Pulis. You worry else. about Mark Hughes. I take any fucker. I take Joe Kinnear back. Because even fucking Joe Kinnear was better than this absolute clown. I, I take the fucking clown out of the hit movies over this useless twat. <laughs> fucking well, hell, man. And he freaked me out <laughs> as a kid. Yeah, but um, the one point I want to make, mate, regarding the players is like... I don't really like shooting the players down at the minute. Like, obviously, I know there's like we've we mentioned Sean and Hendrick being false number tens, which is bizarre. But like, the thing is, mate, the, the under the what I have, what I can only assume is the worst coach ever. And like, they don't, they're not playing for him, mate. He's lost that dressing room. No. 
He's lost the dressing room. I mean, I don't think he's ever found the dressing room, but he, there's a lot of players. He'll have found the fucking that. canteen, mate. I'll promise you that for fuck all. Oh, the little kebab shop as well. But like, Aye. honestly, mate, like, uh, if if he hasn't lost the dressing room, I'd hate to see what we're like if he has actually lost the dressing room. If 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 he states that he hasn't lost the dressing room, I'd hate to see when he's lost it. Because if that's the way we're playing when he's with, when the dressing room's with him. It's very alarming because yep. bottom of the league have just played off the park, mate. Again, like every yep. other team. I mean, in the and, last, and he's, he looks, he it, looks out, it, mate. He fucking looks out. In the last, in the last month, we've played the three promotion teams that have came up. We conceded five against Leeds. We conceded one against Fulham, and we conceded one against West Brom. And then Sheffield United, the favourites to go down, put one pass as well. So that uh, with them four teams, nine goals, and, and they took the bar. And they struck the bar, mate. They were close. No, it's not a dip. It was just a talk. People will be saying, oh, it's, a, it's just a penalty in a red card. No. no. No, 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 no. Look, well beyond that. Well beyond that. The warning signs have been there for absolutely fucking ages. We deserve fuck all before the red card. Absolutely. Fuck all before the penalty. And, and if we'd have got a point out of that, mate, it would have been an absolute daylight fucking robbery. Um you're totally right when you said you, you didn't want the fucking equaliser to go in because you don't want it to um, paper over the fucking cracks. There are major problems at this club. The players, they, they cannot give a shit about that man at all. We've seen the smoke signals before, mate, with ASM. All these things where they come out, I've got no problem with Steve Bruce. No, you've got to say that because they're paying you 75, 80 grand a week. You can't say I've got a problem with the head coach and then expect to be uh, selected and 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 uh, and paid and all that. The warning signs have been there, mate, for a fucking long, long, long yeah. time. And, and you look, you look at that body language. You you look back at the Liverpool game, Shearer's last game. You no, know, the bar, the Joey, no, the Joey Barton one even when he gets sent off. Yeah. Like I said, the Mike Williamson one against against Vardy down at Leicester. The, it's the, the same body exactly the same body language and face. It's 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 the players are mentally switched off, gone, and not putting it in. And if something doesn't change, we are headed next season for the championship. And maybe on the first day of next season, when we're playing somebody shit, won't be Sunderland because obviously they won't be promoted. But when we're playing somebody absolutely diabolical and shit, um, on the opening day of the season, it might actually fall. Oh, fucking do something! We're, we're already down. We're just about ready to kick off, you fucking useless twat. The thing is, though, mate, like, it's becoming a big problem because I know there's a, like, you can't really blame Mike Ashley much because eh, he's trying to sell the club and we invested a lot over I, the I don't know, mate. I don't know. We disagree there because I, I do. Because of what's happened today, he will not act. He will not act until Newcastle are in relegation trouble. Does somebody want to give him a shake? Or, or, or is somebody waiting for me to give the silly bastard a shake? We're in relegation trouble now. Just because we're not in the bottom three, what are you going to do? Like I say, wait till the first day of the championship season next year and then say, oh shit, as the Saudis say, get stuffed, Ranger, a million. You're worth about 90. Yeah. We are in relegation trouble now. Make no mistake about it. What What did you say? One win and eight, mate? It's it, we haven't won in eight, and we've got no open, uh, no goals in open play in eight games too. And if that if that is a setting the alarm bells off, it's like what the fuck is Lee Charlie doing? The useless bastard, another so called fucking Jordy. He's a he's a Don't fucking me, no. Lee Charlie. Um, that 
that video you keep putting up with the uh, the man dancing with his paddy power putting kegs on. That that's Lee Charnley. It is Lee uh, Charnley. The only thing he's capable of doing. But cheers, the re- cheers, Mark. Cheers for that uh, footage, Mark. By the way, he'll be listening. <laughs> but um, no, <laughs> he can take a laugh, that lad, can he? Uh, reiterate, to re- reiterate my point with where Ashley's concerned, the way I see it is, mate, we've we've spent money on players, and like. There were like when we signed them, I remember us being very positive about those signings to go with what we had. Obviously, we wanted another centre midfielder with them, but at the same time, like he had the he had the tools to take with next season to keep what up for obviously the the, the arbitration and that take place. And that's, that's all starting, he cares about. That, that's starting to come into question now under Bruce because Bruce is that incompetent. Like even though he's been given the investment and the tools to do the job, he's still unable. To why you season he was like totally. uh, he was like oh we're gonna fin- we're gonna try and finish top 10 this season and as oh, we get it's like oh well me remits to keep winning the league because he's lowering his expectations to soften the fall when it's hey. when we watch it for his mates in the media but there you go again mate there you go there you go again if you if you're jamal lascelles and i'm steve bruce apart from the fact that i jumped off a fucking cliff ages ago right <laughs> you, you'd have gone up well you know then uh, Jamal, thanks for signing that contract. We, 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 my remit is just to keep us up fourth bottom. Fourth. What player's going to want that? Who plays? Uh, as, as a kid, right, when you when you were at school and uh, when I was at school playing football, kicking around, you know what, right? I didn't sit there and dream of fourth bottom. I didn't dream of remits. I didn't dream of spreadsheets, spreadsheet champions. I didn't dream of any of that. This is a Mike Ashley phenomenon that's, that, that's, that's came in and as far as he concerned, fourth bottom, fifth bottom, I, I don't I don't care. That is not how a football club is run. And Mike Ashley, if he is destined and determined to keep hold of this useless bastard, will need to give him more tools to do the job. For anybody else, if you give it to Nigel Pearson, right? If you give that job to Eddie Howe, uh, somebody like that who's, a, who's available, even if you said uh, to Pearson, end of the season, right? He'd be able to do a lot better than what Steve Bruce. The tools, there is quality players in this team and squad, mate, and he isn't getting 5% out of them. Not 5% is he getting out of what we have got already. So all you can do, mate, is chuck money and piss good money after bad. It reminds me of some of the vans I've had. I've spent so much on a clutch and then. Well, well, I've spent all that money on a clutch, so now the fucking uh, brakes and Disney done. We'll have to spend on that, and then the exhaust will fucking drop off. So I'll have to spend on a bastard exhaust, and then it's the MOT the following month, and I'll spend on that, and it's good money after bad. To me, if he costs one, two, three million pound to get rid of, you'd have been out the door. You'd have been walking back last yeah. night. Never mind fucking Tyndale. You'd have like, been walking back. It, it kind of come to a point of stinginess, mate, because it's coming to the point where it could it could damage the. Three hundred million pound takeover, and what's a couple of million totally. if you get that amount? Do you know what I mean? So I think, I, I think that the players need to like have a meeting with with try, like try and arrange something Ashley to say that they're unhappy because it clearly shows shows on the field mm-hmm. and with the actions of Ryan Fraser yesterday, uh, it kind of shows where the dressing room is right now and how hard they yeah. tried. Um, he's pissing all around. Mike Ashley is traveling to the UAE, he's traveled to fucking here, there, everywhere. Tom, Dick, and Harry during this pandemic, everybody else can't even leave the fucking house by 10 uh, 20 meters. But Mike Ashley can fly around the world, so if he can fly around the world, he can certainly arrange a meeting 
with the squad and get these grievances aired because make no doubt about it, mate. We've got another defeat coming at, at, at the weekend and the problems are just going to get bigger and bigger. Then what happens when we lose against Leeds? What happens when we lose against Crystal Palace? The games very quickly start running out. And as he found last time when he brought Rafa in, you left it too fucking late. Well, that's the, that's so, the thing, mate. A bit of fucking positive management, man. I, I don't understand like how they haven't learned their lessons because the writing was on the wall with McLaren for a long time. We got humped by Chelsea we got humped by a couple of teams in the lead up to that game against Bournemouth, and it was seen as a must win for McLaren. We got humped again in the. I Saturday. was just watching that back today. Like, Actually, my my I took a reaction video at the end of that game. I'm in the Gallagher, I'm behind the goal, about five rows up, and I'm recording and I'm singing. You're getting sacked in the morning, and I'm booing my head off, and uh, letting Steve McLaren know exactly what um what happens at the goal kick, bang, whistle goes, and the booze around the stadium. And literally, I thought, if we, if we were in there at the moment, there would have been riots. Myself, last season, I was down there at Bramall Lane, was down there with uh, with Rob, Statman Rob, and uh, a few others. Um, and I remember it well. It was a, a great, great, great away. Me and Rob were sat down. Uh, it was a fantastic atmosphere, a great game. Uh, VER came to our, our assistance um, last time out. It, it was just a fantastic, professional, surprising uh, away, pre away performance against a Sheffield United side who were a very, very tough nut to crack last season. This season, though, they're the Mister Fucking Bean of the Premier League, and we what you're telling me we, we we can't get more than one one or two shots. Our possession has to be as low as twenty odd percent. It was eleven in the second half, man. It was. It was. But it, it's just like we make them look like it, like you say, like an Atletico Madrid or something. I'm trying to think of a decent team wearing red and white. No, not them bastards down in Division Three. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? A decent team wearing red and white. But they looked all over us. They, like you said before, they were hungry. They were determined. And they've not got great players. They've got fucking Billy Sharp up front, who makes yeah. uh, Andy Carroll look like fucking Messi. <laughs> you know? But what they have got is they've got a manager who is connected to the club the club, and who is passionate about the club. He's got his limitations and, the, and this, that and the other. He's got a very limited squad, but he's getting more of a tune than uh, Steve Bruce, who spent over £100 million on attacking talent after you starve Rafa Benitez to the point where Rafa actually had to make a positive transfer thing. But uh, what you're also doing is playing Russian roulette with this potential takeover that's going on and this potential arbitra arbitration which has come out from the Premier League over the last, last couple of days there'll be no arbitration to be done shortly mate if we in fucking the championship or um, rubbing shoulders with fucking Sunderland and stuff there'll uh, be none of that playing we're, we're playing with big stakes yeah. and that's what the people like Bruce and if he had any self-respect as a Geordie right if I was there and I was doing shit and I thought I'm going to cost this club A it's Premier League's uh, place and B a potential golden takeover to a dream scenario, I'd sit there and think to myself, for the good of this football club, not for the good of my bank balance, like what he's thinking, not for the good of my ego, I'd, I'd, ste I'd step aside and I'd let somebody come in who, who could do a better job. And I'd, I, I literally would. I'd have already put the cards on the table. Look, lads, are you playing for me? Is there a problem? And if I couldn't have sorted them, I'd have said, literally, look, 
as much as I love this club, I'm stepping to one side because I don't want to jeopardise the takeover. I don't want to jeopardise our Premier League status. This club should be doing more than just trying to stay four fucking bottom. And Mike yeah. actually needs to realise that. Uh, and he needs to start, to start looking at some of the statistics that you reeled off before, mate, about shots, goals, the run that we're on. But all he looks at, mate, is the table. What? They're not third bottom. Fuck off. I'm doing nout. The yeah, daft cunt. It, it's pretty much the case, mate. I mean, we'll have, we'll, the main things are the second half, the um, the penalty decision first. Well, the red. Do you reckon it the was red, red card. Card, the red it, card for Fraser? Yeah, it was, but it was an absolutely stupid red card in the same way, like I've said, that the Joey Barton was a stupid one, that the Mike Williamson one was an absolutely stupid one. It was just like you get one and then you sit and say to yourself, I cannot afford uh, to be late. And you saw, did you see the look that Bruce given when he came off? There was no pat on the back. There was no communication. Again, just little signs of fractions and problems and things under the surface. You just walk around and it's just like a shrug of the shoulders. You don't give an absolute flying fuck. At this time, I'm raging, ready literally to go and drop kick a few fucking grannies. I was like, you daft bastard. Just be, And he's talked about, well, you know, I wanted to get them in at half time. What? to do your normal trick to get them play even fucking worse because normally when Steve Bruce gets his magic at half time we play fucking worse so that's some more horse shit that he came out with but totally deserved it can't it two yellow cards he's going to be missing for this weekend's game for as much as that's fucking worth um, stupid and I heard people saying oh well it, it, it'll help towards his fitness and stuff like that he needs a run of games he needs a run of games you haven't played in the right position yet yeah. As a player for Newcastle, he's had two starts, Paul. He's played up front uh, in what seemed to be a 5-3-2 system. I don't know what, still don't know what we're playing. The front players just were wherever they wanted to play, as long as Callum Wilson was at the forefront of it. Bruce didn't really care. Uh, in midfield, he played against Wolves, his other start. And it's just that like he's a left winger. That's what yeah. we brought him to be. But Bruce kind of play him there because he's incompetent. Mm-hmm. Um, but but to- totally, yeah, to- no complaints there, mate, whatsoever. Yellow card, yellow card, red card. Yep, yeah, no yeah. problem. It was very, yeah. um, very reminiscent to Jan Matt when he got sent off against Southampton. If you remember that, just a re- like a bit of a bit of an attitude. Stupid, um, stupidity. A bit, a bit silly. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna attack Ryan Fraser. I'm really not because I can imagine no. how frustrated he is. The, exactly. It's come to the forefront how frustrated these players actually are when they get undersold every week, underappreciated every week. It begins to take its toll, Paul, yeah. when you feel underappreciated and undervalued every week, and the, the opposition's yeah. constantly better. Or there's dick measuring yeah. uh, in terms of, oh, they're so great. And you, you, you think, just, mate, right? When he signed for the club. Well, you know, then I've got big aims for this club as high as fourth bottom. None of that shit. None of this fucking selling the club is, is, is going to be fourth bottom. He will have come in thinking, I want to play regular up the top. We're going to, uh, Callum Wilson signed him. We're going to play a lot more front foot football. We're going to get the ball forward. Um, it's a massive stadium, a massive opportunity in this, that, and the other. How many seconds? I was going to say minutes, but it would be none. How many seconds has he been up the top? getting crosses in, being where he's dangerous, probably one or two seconds. He, he spent, I mean, when he got sent off, it was in our, our end of the pitch and you're like, oh, why? Yeah, I'm like, why is he so fucking deep? And that's because Steve Bruce's tactics, Steve Bruce's instructions, and you're right, it is frustrating the hell out of the players and that is shown in the performances, in the attitude, in the looks at each other. And it was like, as well, another reason which I know that there's problems behind the scenes. It's like, 
look at the other game. Was it um, Sean who went down in a heap? Did all the other players come r running over? And it was the same when Shah was uh, Shah was done over today uh, by Billy Sharp. Did all the players come running around him, sticking up for, you, for, for their mate and stuff like that? No, they didn't. Because they can't be fucking asked, mate. Because they just know well, what's, what's the point. There's there's none of that togetherness. When we were... It was like a seed mentality. I know it was defensive football, mate. I'm not saying it was fantastic, but it wasn't this dog shit brand of, 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 of football. And I know Rafa made some bad signings and this, that and the other. But he had he had no money. But he still had a more to, uh, togetherness. And it felt like there was a connection between the fans and the players and the manager. Yeah. I, hate, I hate the manager. I, I, I so dislike him. It's unbelievable. Well, I don't want to see him. He's offensive to my eyes. To use to use what you've just said as an example with the fighting stuff, there's a clip that constantly goes around on UFC Twitter with Rafa's team. And I was actually at this game uh, where, we Leicester, where we beat Leicester 2-1. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, mate, like, we didn't have the That's greatest it. team in that promotion season. We had Richie, on, Richie and Atsu on both flanks. Shall, a lot of that team's still there now. Uh, Kieran Clark and Wad, Wad Perez and Hostelo up front and stuff. Not a great team in, st in terms of individual brilliance, yet the fourth for every ball, the fourth for each other, the fourth just a ball shirt, to win a ball, he has in the fourth for the fan base. You you fast forward to now, there's no fight, mate. There's yeah. nothing, it's dead. So, so that wait, he's killed that, he's yeah. killed Rafa's team. And, and like you said, it's not as if it's a brand new group of players so you can say, well, it's a different bunch of personalities. By and large, it's the same team. But when a Fabian Share gets done. And I mean, he was done over. Let's be honest, by by Billy Sharp, that should have been a red card, no doubt about it. Bastard. But when he was done over, where was all the rest of the teammates running around grabbing all of that silly bastard? Where was the reaction? Where was the togetherness? You are totally right, mate. To totally right. Look at that, at that Leicester game and that sequence, and you feel uplifted, and you 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 feel amongst it, and it's something you can buy into. Yes, it's defensive football, but the fighting for our team, our city our history, our future, to fight to push up that little bit more. And that's just for winning a tackle. Nothing a little they, bit of hope. Yeah, these, these are can't even get up for the quarter-final, mate, against Brentford fucking reserves. Yeah, it, it is. It's right, mate. I mean, we'll talk about the, the penalty now. For me, it was a stonewall penalty straight away. I've seen it. I knew it. I knew I, it. I've seen it happen in real time. I've I seen Fernandez swifted his arm towards the ball. Um and yeah, straight, it's straight a, yeah. die penalty, typical. But the, as as I was saying last night, Bruce's look, and as we said in the last podcast, Bruce's look has run out. Where he was getting them little bits of shit house, we like he did last month. I think it was against Fulham, where we had one attack. Um, I can't remember now. Uh, Callum Wilson burst forward. The player tackled him, got a red card. We got a penalty. We scored from that penalty, and we still couldn't break the Fulham team down. Because uh, it was one one and end of one one, didn't it? But um, yeah, it was like the Spurs the, game, the role mate. Of, the role of the happen now, mate, where the look isn't there anymore, and it's now down to the true quality of the manager and the the, the quality of the management. As we've went on for a long time now, as have many other fans, uh, that of there isn't any quality. Shit, it's dead. He's been relying on look like shit house things at Everton last season, like the Tottenham, like Wolves this season. Hmm. Late. He pretends it's skill. He pretends it's it's good coaching and management. Is it shit putting Florian Lejeune on, right, mate, and scoring two fluky goals against a fucking shit keeper, a daft Mac and bastard? Isn't good fucking management? 
It is literally riding by your seat, your pants. It's literally like all the fucking jam from Hartley's all at fucking once, right? That is what that is. That ain't that ain't skill. That's that, yeah. The that, ain't, that ain't cunning a fucking penalty to get a point against uh, to get a point against Spurs. No, that is absolutely um, not. I'm not having. I'm not having that. Uh, what's so fucking ever? Uh, it's starting to come to the forefront now, mate, and I knew it would. Um, with with Steve, Lucky boy, there's no fans in there, mate. Lucky boy. For a while, the the writing is on the wall, and obviously Billy Shaw puts away the penalty. But this this tackle about five minutes later, I'm on on Fabian Shea. The commentator yeah, saying strikers challenge. Um, no, no, no. I'm sorry. This this was this was a red card. This was as of a red card as I've seen since the Colin McManaman on their uh, high Dora challenge. He stood yeah. on his ankle, mate. He could have broke his foot and ankle. He should he's have looking, been off the field. He's he went to VAR and it should he should have been off the field. The cheating little bastard hmm? standing at, trying to break his ankle like that. He's behind the ball as well. There's no intent for the ball. The cheating little bastard. Hmm? No, doesn't the Premier League him. Billy Sharp. He's always yep. been a fucking con artist of a footballer. Lower yep. league fucking, um lower league journeyman. That's what he is. And yeah. he wouldn't he, you could have given 50 shots outside of a penalty and he wouldn't have scored anyways. Flipping shit. Hmm. But, I'm, but, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, mate, if he gets sent off, he should have got sent off, let's face it, right? And I know afterwards, Fabian Cher was desperate to get a bit of needle back. He was fucking chomping at the bit, let me tell you that, right? He should have been sent off, but it's just like, you just you, you just know. But I, I also knew at the same time, mate, even if they had been uh, reduced to 10 men, we wouldn't have come back into it. We would not, because we could have played there. Well, it wouldn't have made a difference, mate, put it that way. No. No, it would not because the thing is, we, we don't get men and we don't get the football into the opposition's box in order to create chances to score goals. We don't do that. This is Bruce Ball. And all he sets up in, just don't uh, don't lose, don't lose. And then if you're losing, don't lose by too many. There, there's no attacking purpose. There's no thought of, I want yeah, to score a no goal. Idea. There's no desperation. There's no urgency. You're 1-0 down, a throw-in. Up near the 18 yard box, gets thrown in, gets passed back to the mid, uh, midfielder. The midfielder passes to another midfielder, back to a centre back. The centre back knocks it back to Darlow. Darlow looks up, hoofs it long, and you lose possession. Uh, it, is, it is absolutely shocking. We could have played two, three, four hundred minutes. We could have still been playing there now, mate, against eight or eight men, seven men. We could have been playing against the over 65s. It wouldn't have really mattered one little bit. We were not going to score. Uh, all uh, in a month of Sundays yesterday, and that was down there. His tactics, his selection, his mentality, his treatment of the players, and just had enough, had enough. But it just summed it up perfectly, mate. VAR coming in, it's fucked. It's not fit for purpose. Yes, their penalty. It was, you know, he would have got away with that before VAR because it was it was a clever, wily old centre backs trick. Probably something that Bruce got away with a lot. Right, but he knew what he did. I will say one thing though, mate, in the penalty that was that was that, that was given. He had his arm and stuff all over him. It could have been a foul, but again, I've got no qualms about the penalty. No, no, no. qualms. But where was the response at, mate? Where was the response? Where was the cavalry well, charge? He tried to do what he should have done and put players on and play and go for the back. Uh, that's mm. that's after we'll go down to ten men and then one nil down. Have it's you seen the stat about five at the back? No. 
that yeah, there's a stat, and it's um, I think it's the Gallagher shot lads were, were on about it, and I think it's something like we've had two wins out of twenty three playing five at the back. So even with all these uh, analysts and stuff and data science people that these football clubs have got now, surely to God, some fucker has said to him, Steve, we're playing five at the back and we're getting tonked every single fucking time. Newsflash, something fucking different. Because the definition, we've said it, how many times do we say this? Because it's true. But the definition of insanity is trying the same fucking thing, expecting a different result. And you know what? The the player that works best in that five system, we haven't had for months. Alan St. Maximum, because he's probably pissed him off as well. And he, he's still weeks away. Give it up is a bad job. He's going to play five again at the back this weekend. You can feel it. Um, and I think we're going to get an absolute shoe in this weekend. It's yeah, nothing more than three groups. But the game, the game comes to a close. We'll get beat 1-0. The anger around social media is crazy. Obviously, there's no booing in the stands or anything. And I tell you what, that's the one... Booing my fucking house, I tell you that. That's the one big master stroke of luck Bruce has managed to have with this pandemic. No one in the grounds. Because honestly, mm. I think he'd be out of a job with how fans actually feel about the bloke. I think he's very much hated. I've yeah. never known a manager as hated as in Paul. Um, you look at you look at Pardew, there were still people arguing for him in bad bad patches of form. Maybe and he got us into fucking Europe. That is something that Steve Bruce couldn't do in a, a, a month of Sundays. Steve Bruce couldn't pull if he went to the fucking Playboy Mansion. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's just unbelievable. Pardew got us to Europe. Pardew signed some good players. Pardew actually had two up tops. He changed some of the tactics. He did listen to the fans. I know the fans had a fallen out. I know Padu had his his excuses, but he makes him look like a saint when you compare him. If you compare Padu's like Pep Guardiola, and then you've got Steve yeah. in comparison. Like look like Jimmy Savile. I thought I thought we had it bad when we had Padu. How wrong was I? Honestly, mate. Honestly, like, should as a fan base, we should apologise for ever giving Padu stick because it could have been all so much worse. Yeah. With the benefit of hindsight, this guy is worse than the love child of Joe Kinnear and John Carver. He makes them look a lot more. And you know what? I used to look at Joe Kinnear up till prior to Bruce. I used to look at him thinking, I remember these days down at Wimbledon. I remember the antics, the banter, the jokes, the mentality, the season mentality they had and stuff like that. And then I saw him at Newcastle and he was having health issues, which obviously I was very sympathetic towards. But then you were also looking at him thinking, He's a bloke who wants to live his prior glory days. And I used to feel a little bit sorry for it. I was like, yeah, you're not good enough for Newcastle. You need to be retired. But go out gracefully. Don't disgrace yourself. What you achieved at Wimbledon was fantastic. Nobody will probably replicate that sort of thing ever, ever again. Uh, but you need to be moved into a retirement home. <laughs> I know it sounds bad. But, you know, you, you need to... Steve Bruce doesn't yeah. as a manager. Exactly. What's he ever done? The only things he's ever achieved, mate, was at Birmingham and uh, was it Hull. And that was in the Championship. He's done fuck all in the Premier League. And even when no, he has been in the Championship, no. he's not done much, mate. He's not done much at all. Uh, he's a cheap, journeyman, tired, dinosaur, fossil of a manager who refuses to change, who is pig ignorant. Uh, but I, I look at Steve Bruce now and I get that same 
not not the sort of nostalgic look, but I sort of think you're a player who, at, on your day as a player, was one of the best centre backs in the world for the prawn sandwich brigade. Right? You need to retire now. You're just embarrassing yourself. You're staining your legacy at at, at at Manchester United. And for all those clubs, he's doing a cracking job. Jamie Redknapp last night was absolutely, can I just say, these fucking disgusting and a half. That's if he's so nice. fucking great, Jamie, if he's yeah, so yeah. fucking great, have him at Liverpool. I'll take I'll take Jurgen. You can have Steve. If you think um, he's we'll, so fucking we'll, great. We'll see how great Liverpool look after 18 months for hmm. Steve Bruce. Uh, it's just people like Redknapp, mate, just completely arrogant to the situation. Cockwombles. They don't watch where I'm out and they're like, oh, what? I watched them a couple of times under Benitez. It's the same football. You have not got a clue, mate. You don't deserve what your a giant piss slap. If you think there's, it's similar football. Um, the quote-unquote defensive football is the only similarity there. Rafa Benitez set the teams up properly. They could defend. What's the plan? And every, every player on that field under Rafa Benitez had a plan and had instructions of what mm-hmm. to do. Steve Bruce has just go out, lads. That's it. It's a complete opposite. Um, yeah. with Steve with, with going from Rafa Benitez to Steve Bruce is like going from Margaret Robbie to Susan Boyle. Do you know what I mean? It's absolutely ridiculous, man. It's just, it's just like if you kind of go for such an opposite yeah. approach, whereas Rafa's the the attention to detail masterclass tactician to someone who doesn't d- doesn't is not into tactics, quote unquote. Do you know what I, I mean? I, I thought, mate, when, when he came in, I said to you at the time. Whoever they brought in after Rafa was going to have a tough time. So I thought they would bring somebody in who was dog shit, put him in there for a few months, he'd do shit, they'd get rid of him, and then whoever came in next would look better because they weren't replacing Rafa Benitez, they were going to be replacing Steve Bruce. The joke of Mike Ashley has now gone on for 18 months, just like the joke of Joe Kinnear went on for too long, just like the joke appointment of Steve McLaren went on too long, the joke appointment of John Carver went on for too long. He makes joke appointments all of the time. I'm not laughing. You're not laughing. And if we get relegated, all of the money that will be brought off, his, off the club, he won't be laughing. And um, there's no guarantees, mate, that we come back first time if we go down again. Um, not a fucking... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll not, probably not, not a chance. So you're stuck. And what's your club going to be worth then, Mike? Nowhere near £300 million. No. Nowhere near. So it, it's, it's just, yeah, but it... it People like Jamie Redknapp really boil my piss. It's not defensive football like it's under, under Rafa. Under Rafa, it was organised, passionate, and there was a game plan for every single game to get some sort of points out. Now, I'm thinking about like Burnley away when we've tried to grind games out and we've edged games, right? That was a plan. What I see of Steve Bruce is literally a clusterfuck. It's a clusterfuck yeah. approach. There's no defensive tactics. Because if we're playing defensive football, how come we're getting absolutely bummed every fucking game? How come we're losing every game? How can we play five at the back with two holding midfielders and still they're coming on to us like they've got double the amount of players? It, it was it was like the fucking Alamo. They were just literally attacking out wide from the middle. The movement was killing us. And this is a side who couldn't hit the side of a fucking barn door for the rest of the season. Don't make me fucking laugh, mate, about fucking defensive football. I'm not having it. This is a clusterfuck. That man is a piss flap, and it is just shit. It is the equivalent of diarrhoea, what we are playing at the moment. Yeah, it is. It's it's just diabolical, mate. And uh, um, Just to remind us about the Jimmy Redknapp comments, so I forgot them. I was going to go on to Steve Bruce's comments after the game. 
Um, I've said in recent podcasts, I've said it says in the video last night, he needs to have self-respect as a fan to walk away from this football club. But he comes out in this press conference and says, um, I will not walk out on this football club. I'm up, I, I won't wa- walk out on a challenge. Says the same man who walked out on Wigan, Hull, Crystal Palace. Birmingham? Sheffield Wednesday? Sheffield Wednesday in his career. He walked out of Sheffield United as well, actually. So there's the one that doesn't walk out of a challenge right there. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't walk out, mate, because he knows if he walks out this time, who the royal fuck is going to give him a job? Even Mr Magoo, as blind as he is, ain't going to give Steve Bruce a job. No fucker is. But for for him to say that, Paul... All this talk about him being a nice guy and that, and, a, and, a, and a, like a, a really nice bloke and that, I'm starting to nah. think this is a load of shit, to be honest, because how arrogant and oblivious to the situation have you got to be for you to say that? You're holding this club to ransom with your payoff packet. Do you know what I mean? He could jeopardise the takeover, what he said over the whole summer. Oh, it could be great for Newcastle if it happens. But he's willing to hold that back for his pay packet, his gain. If he was a football fan in Newcastle United, he would have walked out of that club a long time ago. But he's holding it to ransom for a pay packet. And yeah, yeah, Mike Ashley should flip and sack him. And I completely agree with what you said earlier. They need to learn the lessons from the McLaren stuff a couple of years ago. Absolutely. But at the same time, Steve Bruce should be walking out. It should be saying, right, I'm not up to this job. I should be going yeah. out of the door. I'll tell, tell you something, mate, right? Do you remember Rude Hullett from his time, yeah. right? Sexy football and all that shite. No. When he went to come, he said, I'm not the man for it. He gave uh, Shepherds a hand to shake. I don't want a penny of your money. You've paid me well. You've treated me well. I can't do it. Uh, so I want to leave leave with dignity and respect. And he walked out without a penny of compensation from Newcastle United, right? That is somebody from what Holland, yeah? So yeah, yeah. you've got a Geordie, supposedly. Yeah. The same Geordie who came out back in what 2009 to, so Newcastle isn't my uh, isn't my dream job and this Saturn other gets the job. Well, it's actually my dream job. Talks more shit um than a Tory politician, right? Comes out. And then, oh, no, no, uh, I'm not going. I don't walk away from a challenge. No, you don't walk away from a fucking John Kebab. You need to walk away. If you give a shit about this club, I said before earlier on in this podcast, if I was manager and I was facing the mountain issues and I'd be looking at the takeover on one hand, probably got a little bit more inside knowledge than what most people have got, but I'm looking at the takeover on one side, I'm looking at a January transfer window and, a, and an opportunity to shape the squad. I'm looking at my own limitations. I'm looking at my coaching staff. I'm looking at the results. I'm looking at the players and their body language and how they're telling me. Clearly on the wall. Yeah, the writing is on the wall. And I'm sitting there going, you know what? I love this club. So for the greater good, I'm going to step aside. Like what Rude Hullet did. I don't need to take a penny. He will clearly be a very, very rich man. Somehow he's managed to con a living up to this date out of football, I want to step to one side, I will do some media work, I'll do some work for the radio, I'll go on TalkSport, I'll do all of those things that all old retired managers do, like Sam Allardyce did for a while. Uh, I will bide and see if another opportunity comes my way, but I will leave with self-respect because the club is close to my heart. Not Steve Bruce. No, not that giant piss flap. Oh, I need to get a few more pounds. Mrs. Bruce needs some more pearls. Oh, I need a few more quid. Oh, oh, what relegation? 
be all right. I'll be rich. And I'll be able to go in the Bahamas and show off my size fucking 54 chest and stuff like that on the beach and be pulled back in the fucking sea by Greenpeace. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Do you so really give that much of a shit about uh, about the club? The same man who said, he said, Newcastle was not my dream job when he was Sunderland manager. You yeah. couldn't pay me enough money, mate, to manage those red and white bastards. Nah, you couldn't pay me either. Me nah. dignity means more, and me me love for Newcastle means more to me than than money. And Steve yeah. Bruce obviously sold his soul to the devil to be Sunderland manager. Yeah. And yeah, it's um, it's it's really concerning, mate. Obviously, we've got off with chess what we need to do. Um, Steve Bruce, man, has got to go. Got obviously. To go. The, the, the club aren't going to address it. The club aren't going to sack him. I'm, ast- I'm astonished he's still in a job. I yeah. really am. But we're going to the game against Arsenal at the weekend with no hope of getting anything. And, yeah, that's just what it is from now on. Under Bruce, yeah. we'll just drive. Don't even, don't even pack the bus, mate. I've said before, uh, people have, plenty of people take the piss out of us for saying it, but people have said, oh, are you ready to pack the bus again at the weekend? There's no fucking point. You might as well leave the bus up at fucking Tyneside and save the diesel fare all the way down. Because we, all we're going to have to do is go there and take a beating, take a spanking. And I just hope that whether it's Lee Charlie Mate or, or Mike Ashley or whoever, that a light bulb comes on and, and, and somebody says, fuck, what's coming? They can see the iceberg ahead because the fans were right last time with, with McLaren, mate. And we're calling it again. We're calling foul. We know a fake and we know a phony when we see it. And Steve Bruce is the biggest phony that I have ever fucking seen. Bruce out. Biggest con man. in big One of the biggest con men I've mm. ever seen in football. Yeah. Well, well, well done, Sheffield United. Well done. Nothing. Not, I'm not going to take away from the victory. You deserved that victory last night, by the way. Don't think this is sour grapes on one game. Far from it. Maybe barring Billy Sharp being a cheating bastard and being yeah. um, notoriously shit. But barring Billy Sharp, I've got nothing but respect for Sheffield United. And good luck picking up points against other teams because, let's be honest, you're not going to get as easy as we gave it is last night. Uh, no, other team will let, give you, no, no other team will give you three points like we did. Um, it, 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 it was last night. It was like going out right as, as a bachelor, as a young lad, eighteen-year-old round Newcastle, and some last coming up to you and, and literally dropping them and saying, "Yeah, have your fill, do what you fucking want." It should. It shouldn't happen. It's so. It's so stupid. It's so weird. It's so wrong. They will never get an easier ride in their lives. That was like I said. They don't even have to wash the shirt. They didn't break fucking sweat, and still. Still, mate, they had more than enough, um, and I'm just, I'm just so, in a way, I feel so lucky that we went through that purple patch of luck that's got us some points on the bag. But I can't tell where the next fucking win's coming from. I really it's can't. I look at the picture and I just shit myself. What be a shit house win, Paul? It won't be from tactician. Uh, tactician. It won't be from skill. It won't be from um, the manager because at the end of the day, it'll have to come from the players. But if the players feel like we feel, I think the players need to take a stand as well and say, look, he's got to go. And say to go to the people above uh, Steve Bruce and say, look, he's got to go. Because the players need to the, I think the players need to stand up as well and say, look, this this isn't working. We're gonna we're gonna fall badly under Bruce. It needs to be addressed and it needs to be addressed quickly. There's some rumours that there was a um a steward's inquiry between the players. 
not the management, but between the players last night. Nah. Uh, let's, let's, let's face it uh, if they're looking at them they might as well have just told them to stay up at Newcastle for as much as they need their sort of inspiration at the side but uh, yeah there was supposedly Callum Wilson um, and a couple of the defenders as well having a steward's inquiry about what the fuck went on uh, if I was Callum Wilson I'd be the most pissed off I felt so sorry he had, he had a headache he's trying to chase he's down everything mate trying to mate he's trying to, and you can see and this is the frustrating thing you know, Bruce doesn't realise the abundance of talent that he's actually got at his fingertips. Uh, but the system that he puts them in, the way that he gets them to, to work, uh, like I said, I'm scratching around thinking where the fuck we are going to get. Even even like games against Crystal Palace and stuff like that, I'm looking at some of their attacking players, and if they're just going to first gear on the day, mate, we're fucked. We're fucked. Yeah. Because they'll have Wilfred Zaha this time, unlike the last time when we beat them two now. Yeah. And they've got that young lad from fucking QBR that we were trying to get, but of course, we just piss around and we can't do anything. Another fine mess that Lee Charnley has put himself into. And that man, that man needs to speak up, mate. He's, he's got really a lot. He's really got a lot. Yeah, he's got a hell of a lot to, to, um, mm-hmm. he's got a hell of a lot to um, explain. His uh, appointment, when Steve the, when my, when the days in Mike Ashley and that have gone, there's a lot accountable that needs to go to Lee Charnley's door as well, because he has appointed some of the worst managers in the history of this club. And he, what do, what else does he do? But dancing, he's flipping green pants on the screen. <laughs> that, yeah. I love, I, love I, do, I do love that. What it's a crease. Yeah. But, Again, uh, thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark, for taking that. <laughs> he knows who I'm on about. You yeah, do as yeah. well. Private <laughs> um, joke. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. But um. Yeah, I mean, we've got what we want off with chess, mate, I think. But I'm not looking forward to the weekend, I'm not going to lie. I even contemplated not watching it. Um, but out of habit and out of um, blind loyalty, I suppose. Blind, blind loyalty, that's all it is. Blind love and blind loyalty, mate. We'll probably rock up, watch, watch that shit again and be just as pissed off as we are now. But yeah, it's um, unless you've got anything hard, Paul, uh, I'll try it up there. No, I, I just hope and pray, mate, that that somewhere along the line, really, really shortly, that the penny drops at this club. Um, and and again, just keep keep it going. Keep the Bruce out uh, trending. Keep talking. Keep chattering. Um, just in, in the hope that somebody at that club can can get a sense of what the fans are feeling. Because I, I just think they look back and they think, yeah, it's noisy on Twitter, but it was noisy on Twitter before the boycott Arsenal game. And, and nobody boycotted. I think they think it's a lot smaller of a problem than what it is. And I think if the world was 50-odd thousand inside the stadium at the moment, I think they'd see the uh, the flavour of, of the fans' anger um, a, a lot, lot more. But please, anybody from Newcastle listening to this, and we know that one or two people, um, you know, there is whispers and things get in and, and, and players listen to stuff. Please... I implore you before it is too late that just to get the message to the very top of Newcastle. Sack Yeah, sack Steve Bruce before it's too late. We're heading towards the iceberg. We are going to go down. We will will be playing playing championship football if a change isn't coming very, very shortly. Yeah. Don't let it happen. Don't let the chance of this takeover happening disappear. You've got to fight and you've got to stand up and, and, and be brave and be accountable. And fight for the club. Yeah, 
get rid of Steve Bruce as a dead yeah, horse. Get rid, piss up, get him out. Anymore, but um, yeah, we'll love you and leave you. Got a preview coming for the Arsenal game as well um, in a couple of days' time. But um, yeah, we'll catch you in a bit. We'll catch us on the next one. And uh, yeah. <laughs> It's only up from here. I can't get any fit than worse, can it? Oh, God. Keep it tuned, everybody. Bye.